0: How are we there, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Smashing Crossbar Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Joined once again, as always, by Ben. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good, mate. It's been a very cold and interesting week. How's your week been?
0: Yes, it's it's been alright. It's been it's been difficult to watch, obviously. Another another um another final series without the Jets in it. It's um you know pretty pretty sad, but obviously the footy's been good. Obviously Macarthur, obviously bowing out over the weekend, and um. Who else was there? Bloody. Yeah, two goals in two minutes is a mean effort. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty good, wasn't it? Obviously, real quick, quick fire finishes and um, obviously MacArthur out, and obviously another Sydney City grand final. So typical, typical over the last two years. Two of the dominant sides obviously finishing on top as always. So um, but welcome chat, welcome everybody. Tonight's show. Obviously, we are joined by Shane Mateski. Um, to talk, obviously, Newcastle Jets, obviously the season that was. We can obviously put it to bed. Um, it was definitely up and down and everything in the middle. Um, but obviously, we'll move on and we we'll move on to next season. Obviously, fresh coach, obviously, due to come in over the next week or so. And obviously, there's a big clean out on players and everything else, which obviously means some new players coming in. And um yeah, we'll have a quick chat to him, obviously, about the season that was and obviously what the fans and stuff can expect for next season going forward.
2: So Shane, how are you, mate? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, This is uh, my little first time we've talked about this earlier in the year, so it's nice (laughs) to finally get ourselves hooked up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we tried to set up a little bit earlier and stuff like that, but obviously COVID and everything else, I'm sure you've been a very, very busy man, obviously, over Mm -hmm. the last six months. So, um, And and, and from a fan's point of view, obviously, we definitely have seen some changes. I think Ben and I would definitely say the media perspective um was massive change. Obviously. We, we, we have a media now. We have a media, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how, how good is it to have a media and media outlet? Obviously, um nah, Nate, Nate does Nate doing, does a cracking job. He's doing a good job, obviously. Yeah. We want, to do, we
2: want to do more in that space. I think the broadcast deal that will come through with channel 10 is going to be really helpful for us in terms of being able to be there on on the big screen. Uh, and have you know really good quality coverage of games available to everyone, to 100% of the population. And I think the Paramount Plus deal that will you know, sit on top of that in terms of week-in, week-out coverage of every game will also be great for A-League fans and for Jets fans. So that's going to be a really affordable way for fans to get all their content. But uh, I think what's important for us is to be able to communicate and engage. You know, So it's fine to be sitting back watching games, but it's great to be able to have a you know, proper engagement, a proper conversation with our fan base and to, you know, use those opportunities to talk about not just what's happened on the field, but, you know, who our players are and what's happening with, you know, expose some of the personalities in our club, like you've probably seen the video on Brent or, you know, the little videos we put on Archie and Lucas together. So all that sort of content is great and we'd love to just keep on building a social media audience and it's great, you know, really good for us, really valuable in terms of, feedback and it's uh, a nice way to get deeply involved with the club. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Um, I'll tell you right now, cool. I'll be spending my nine bucks a month at Paramount Plus. <laughs> well, if you don't,
2: you'll get all your A-League and W-League games and uh, Socceroos and Matildas now that they've done a deal with yeah. Football Australia. Plus, you can watch your you know favourite CSI episode or whatever else they've got. <laughs> so it's obviously a much broader offering, but Football will be the number one sport on that platform, which is great for us.
1: Football ver-
0: followed for me very closely by NCIS. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will just state, guys, before we get into, obviously, the questions, if these guys have any questions you want to whack in there, feel free to whack them in. Um, we will get to them, obviously, if there's time and stuff like that. And, obviously, if they're you know, sort of relevant, we don't want to be delving into stuff that we don't really need to at this point of time. And, obviously, shame we... Thank you for obviously um, coming on, and obviously we understand that obviously if you're the questions, you might have to sort of tiptoe around and, you know, give us sort of what you possibly can without sort of um, going into too much detail. So, but, yeah, no, we do thank
2: you for your time, mate. No problems. I'll, I'll say what I can, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm happy to take questions as they come through. Absolutely. Well, we may as well
0: get into the big one. Again, we don't well, – you've stated that – it should be definitely done by hopefully next week um, in regards to the coach. Um, I'm not expecting you to come out and say who it is and stuff like that. Pappas has obviously been very much linked with the job. Um, but has there been any other interests? Have we sort of – how many – Is there been other coaches in line or are we sort of really, you know, maybe one or two
2: and that's pretty much it? Yeah, look, I think it's important for us to build success, right? So to do that, you've got to look broadly at who's available, and we, we've done that, and we've thought also about what's, who is the right person, the right style of coach for our club. So, uh, you know, we know that uh, we want to bring through local talent, we want to develop youth. Um, we're not a club that's going to be out just doing nothing, but nothing but spending to buy the top players across Australia and around the world, right? We're not that club. We're a club, I think, that's got to have a strong local interest. We're a club that's got to be uh, competitive, fiercely competitive on the pitch. Uh, We've got to play positive football. um, And uh, ultimately, we've got to make our town and our region proud. And that's, that's been a focus, and we want to stick to that philosophy. So not just in terms of recruiting the head coach, but the people that sit around that coach, uh, the the people that sit inside our academy as coaches coaching talent and hopefully we build a we build a whole system where we've got talent coming through that system that represents all those things I just described and we've got coaching structures that do you know that continue to foster and guide that talent so that's a that's a we'll come out with next week a very short-term answer in terms of the head coach appointment but we're building a longer-term view so that we can continue to continue to breed that right sort of player and and that right sort of uh, competitive focus across the pitch.
0: Obviously, you you said short-term there, like coach-wise. Are we looking for a long-term coach or are we just sort of at what we can at the moment say for the...
2: No, no, it's not. I I mean short-term in terms of there'll be an announcement for a coach next week. So that's the very um, current um, and short-term decision. But as we move forward... We don't want to be a team that you know, turns left one week and turns right the next week. We want to have a clear direction and we want to build everything around that direction and the head coach will be an important part of that. But ultimately, uh, the club has to have a football philosophy and we have to use that as our guide moving forward. So all our decisions need to align with that football philosophy.
0: Absolutely. Ben, obviously, you've got – we've got – Plenty of questions in there, so I'll let you... Yeah, I've
1: got a lot that are in, in regards to that sort of thing, which would basically being answered very swiftly. But I will uh, ask them anyway. And that is the uh, the first one I'll go with is, uh, with the salary cap being bolstered next year to $2.5 million, will the new head coach have the option from the club to sign international players that would fit into that ethos? Mm.
2: Yeah, so salary cap still, to my understanding, unless something's broken today, we're still working through what the salary cap is. But the guidance that we're hearing is it's likely to be 2.5 and and we're very much focused on spending that 2.5. So we, uh, across our football system, we'll be looking at getting the best value we can for that money. Uh, And that means that we'll be looking, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking in our own backyard. We'll be looking across the Australian... A New Zealand competition, but we'll also look internationally to get again to get the right sort of player, right. So we're not going to go out and I um, spend crazy money uh, and take a big risk, uh, but we will. We will, um, and it's, this is um, something that will be driven out of our football department, but we'll be um, applying real rigor to the you know analysis of the players that we do look to when we want value, but we want performance ultimately as well.
1: Well ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. No more Mario Jardels. <laughs>
0: oh wow. Can't go a season without bringing him up I tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, well that's obviously one thing that we haven't really had. Um we have, but obviously not we haven't had that real standout, you know. We haven't had a um a marquee as such. Yeah, you a know, massive marquee sort of, you know, sign so and so forth, which is obviously something that We'd love to see, obviously, in Newcastle, whether that's Australian, um, you know, international, or obviously abroad. Um, but, yeah, so, no, that's good. Obviously, if we've got the money there, I, I couldn't imagine why we wouldn't spend it.
2: Yeah. but I think what's important is that we build a, I think, critically, and this is something yeah. that sits on my shoulders and on the board's shoulders, but we have to build a sustainable model. So, mm. you look at those big... Uh, risk they get taken over a big marquee sometimes and you you get a kick in performance and interest in one year and then it falls away the next like year it. and we've got I think that's why it is important that we we look carefully at who we bring in and we make really good decisions and we make them in a sustainable way so that we know we're not going out um, dropping a huge sum of money and hoping you know we're, we're much more educated and we've done the work yeah. to make sure that the decisions we make are going to be sustainable and support the club in the longer term.
1: And I suppose, leading into that as well, um, now that we have somewhat of a competent media department at the club, it, it's very, it sort of echoes in the way of how Western United sort of announced and in the first season ran their media campaign a lot around Alessandro Diamante. And like that, that same sort of style of, you know, a. Not necessarily a well-known player to the to the masses, but one that can be marketed in a media perspective way to sort of draw in um, that attention and that interest.
2: Yeah, look, we, we I think if I'm following the question, like we will, we've got to have a balance. Uh, we've got some great. I think the last few games for us prove that we've got some really exciting youth coming through. And that's that's a great asset for us. And you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on on individuals that sit inside the club, but if we can bring through young players that represent this region and are performing at the level that we saw Archie and Lucas perform at and, and Angus Thurgate, for instance, mm-hmm. in those last few games, then uh, we've got a great platform to work from. I think there's nothing more exciting than seeing young local talent that are starring and, and really um, succeeding. So that's that's extraordinary and that's something that will carry us forward in the, you know, the that's a longer-term um, benefit to us. Uh, and then, yeah, we need, we need a mix, but I'm also careful that we don't uh, get ourselves caught in being a one-dimensional club where you've got, uh, you know, some star player that is, everything hangs off. And if that player leaves, then you, you go backwards massively. So we need to build... We need to yeah build talent across the board. But we also, when you think about engagement to the club, we need a really strong membership base. We need, you know, we need to be uh, uh, a club that's built a strong foundation through community support and connection to families. Uh, and ultimately, yeah, we, we need the community to come around us and support us. And if we can do that, um, there will be local heroes in the team and there will be exciting, uh, talented players that come in from outside and, All of that will make a really healthy, vibrant uh, and successful club. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Talking of players and stuff like that, obviously, there's been a few. Obviously, we we got the list a week or so ago in regards to obviously players that have left and so forth. Um, Obviously, Topper Stanley wasn't on that list. Obviously, he's out of contract. Um, Donicky obviously is oh, I can't remember if he's out of contract or not. I think he's still contracted But obviously we haven't seen The likes of him obviously from India And now obviously We don't know where Us as fans I don't know where he is Whether he's back in the country yet Or stuff like that Can we um, Can we can we suspect that obviously The coach coming in Maybe Sort of It's his sort of decision Obviously whether he wants to keep them on Before
2: these guys made that decision
0: Yeah look if you
2: were of Course, it's that the head coach is you know he ultimately carries ultimate responsibility on team performance, so the head coach is going to have a very big influence on some of those bigger decisions. And uh, they'll, if we can get to that point where we announce our head coach for next week, yep. uh, then up, you know pretty quickly after that, we would have to be in a position to, to confirm some of those decisions that you're talking about. And uh, we think, you know, hope, we're hoping that. Um, And I I know, because I can see some of the names that we already know are coming through, uh, we will have some really exciting names to announce. uh, But uh, I think the fans will look to and see, you know, they they echo what I've just been talking about, building a really balanced, successful, competitive squad and a squad that we can carry some real hope uh, into the next season with. So, you know, if if we're successful in bringing together the names that we're hoping to, uh, we will really be setting ourselves up to, be fighting for the you know, fighting out the bottom four like we did unfortunately this year with the with the kind of disc broken, disjointed uh season we had, but fighting out that top end of the competition and you know, very much hoping to be playing at this this end of the competition. I
1: absolutely. mean, the, the plus side on that for us is that we get another game down here in Melbourne, Melbourne relatively soon. Thanks, yeah, absolutely. In the FFA Cup playoff. Yeah cross fingers it's not behind closed doors. Oh for God's sake. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, we're, we're very pleased
2: it was it, we're very pleased it was in Melbourne and not in Perth, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so but... good to finish the way we finished and uh, Yeah that'll be nice. Um, so that looks like that'll be seventh or eighth of August that game, and then we yeah. roll pretty quickly into the uh the balanced FA Cup. So that's exciting and a good Look, I think we've got to be careful not to put too much expectation on a squad that will be coming together new. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we our guys will be back at training on the 12th of July, so they're coming back. They're not spending too much time with their feet up They're back and they're hungry, and we will have a new football structure that will be sitting around them. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm really excited about just seeing how the team comes together in the match.
0: Right. Absolutely, as as fans, obviously, that's pretty much what we want. And obviously, um, new new players would be good. Obviously, I think, as you said, I think we need some new structure in there and some new um, new players. Obviously, and local talent, as you as you mentioned, obviously Goodwin and um, uh, Lucas, obviously two young, brilliant talents that have come through, and um, you know they're the sort of blokes that we want to sort of build, you know, a, a club around. You know, these local one they're local, and obviously two. They're almost out of school slash in school still. So there's so many years ahead of them as a professional athlete. So um, we'll we'll move on. Archie's still
2: still got another year of school to go, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: It's scary. The last
1: time I remember something like that, it would have been a 17 or 18 year old Jason Hoffman coming off the
0: bench to play as a striker. I was thinking that was a long time ago. (laughs) Or even (laughs) Kanarovsky, yeah. Kanarovsky, yeah. Yeah, still in school and stuff like that. Um, we'll move off, obviously, the players and the coaches and stuff like that. And, again, fans, obviously, just um, wait and see. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, the coach will be announced and then the players to come after that. And, obviously, yeah, the season won't be too far away from there either. But, um, Ben, you want to jump into another question, mate?
1: All right, uh, we'll move on to some more of a a membership sort of thing. And that was, it was mentioned in your members' mail earlier today that the Jets are relaunching memberships next month. Uh, It's no secret that, generally speaking, Jets memberships are one of the cheapest in the A-League. Will you be looking to alter the membership structure in any way? And what is the likelihood that membership prices may be increased? Look, I haven't. So, you
2: know, we've, we've come out of a year where we... Uh, we held membership prices at a, at a level without increasing them. And, of course, it was a difficult year for any member. And we think that's one of the important things is if you're a member through us, you know, if you stayed with us for this year, you are m- one of the you know most loyal, valued members that can be because it was a tough year. Uh You know, we we appreciate people making financial commitments, not knowing when games are going to happen. So we, mm. we thank everyone that... Made that financial commitment, uh, committed to being part of the club, and then importantly came along and supported our team, whether it was A League or W League. So uh, that was greatly appreciated. Uh, so when we when we look forward, we haven't changed membership prices significantly. There's some slight increases, uh, but they're not yeah. There's not massive increases. I think we still are very confident. We represent very good value. Uh, one of the things that we will do, and I think is important, and we're committed to, is we will last last season, we didn't have any membership products like a cap or key ring or anything like that included in memberships, and that will be something that we commit to doing, and we'll commit to sending that to you. So if you're a member, uh, you know it's you know wonderful for us for you to commit to being part of the team and part of the club. Uh, but we'll commit to you know delivering something to you. Uh, to allow you to show your support. So all that will, that will come to you as part of the membership. Uh, and that's something that we've actually packaged inside the price. So when you see some slight increases, uh, just keep in the back of your mind that that, that's, that will include that membership pack. Yeah. And for our gold members, which is the top level of, so we'll keep the same, uh, same naming for the membership. So for gold members, uh, they will, yeah, they'll get a, you know, a very nice pack, uh, which represents their position inside the club uh, and that uh, inclusion of items will go all the way right down to our cheapest, our cheapest membership will give you the option to opt out. If you just simply, if it's a student or whatever it may be yep. and just purely wants the cheapest option to be able to get to a game, we'll, we'll um, make provision for that. Uh, the other thing that I think will be exciting for some people is we'll there will be a special offer to join Paramount Plus mm-hmm. as part of the membership. So, uh, the APL is working through discussions with with Paramount and Ten and uh, we know that we'll be able to, if you're a member, we'll be able to make you a special offer that gives you cheaper access. So, Ben, you don't even have to spend your $9 a month. We'll be able to deliver it to you even cheaper uh, if you're a member of the club. So I think that's all, all exciting um, and, uh, you know, we'll continue. I think this year we've done a lot more. Uh, I think than what we've done in the past in terms of engage with the member base. And we were really committed to doing that moving forward. So we did an awesome little event last month with a group of members that won a prize and mm. we introduced them to some of the players and the team. And that was great, but that was one little event. We'd like to do more of that and in a COVID environment. I think we, we can do that. Um, and we can also do more of this sort of thing as well, where we're yeah. talking, talking to the fans more broadly, but, open up access to our members so that we can have kind of a virtual one-on-one perhaps and use the technology that we all now have access to.
1: So to be brutally honest as well, when it comes to the membership, it is a slight increase, but at the same point, it's not really an increase because I think that originally the first memberships that came out last year went down in price because they weren't supplying membership stuff. You had to buy that separately. So it's basically a level playing field again. I think it's the only year that I've been a member of the Jets, and I've managed to receive two completely separate membership packs with stuff in it, and it was amazing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Look, I think it'll be it'll be good value, as I can tell you that. Looking I'm running out of wall
1: space for scarves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I can't reveal what's in the packs yet. I've kind of probably hinted a little bit, but uh, that's actually all still being. We're just getting the final designs, and you know all that. Worked out at the moment, but we're, as I said, we're making a significant investment ahead of time, and we're making that investment on the basis that we we uh, have faith that membership is going to grow significantly. So we're down at, uh, we know that the club should have a membership of 10 to 11,000 people. That's where the club's been. That's not, we're not sitting here saying, wouldn't it be great to get to that number? We know that the club's had that level of support and it's, uh, it's only, in, you know, it's only 18 months ago really that we're at yeah. that number. So this year we got to 5,300, I think is roughly where we are. And, but we know there's 5,000 people out there that have supported the team and we hope they'll come back and uh, reconnect again in a, in a clear year with, without COVID disruption and uh, we're – you know, there'll be a whole lot of other changes within the club that we hope will bring new people to the club and you'll, uh, we'll reveal those as we go, you know, move forward over the next month or so. But some of them I think are pretty exciting. So we're confident about attracting new people to membership that haven't previously committed to membership. Josh,
1: you got one there that's um, sort of along the lines of uh, member events?
0: Yeah, in regards to obviously, um, obviously like out of, out of towners, like Ben and myself, obviously being um, Victoria, or down on my native cash but obviously living down in Victoria. I know there's a few guys in the group, obviously in Sydney, Blue Mountains, Adelaide, you know, all around Australia, obviously um, members. Um, is there any chance we can probably see something for those sort of members, obviously, who still pay their membership, can't realistically get to games all that often, unless obviously, you know, they live in Melbourne? and we're, we're an A-League club's based. Um, is there something like that possibly in the future?
2: Oh, well, there is a, like an out-of-town membership product. Yeah. We're, we're open to what else we can do, right? So yeah. uh, we're always happy if we're on the road and members are in town, whether it's Adelaide or Melbourne or wherever. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're happy to, to see members and uh, yeah. this year, you know, people will be identifiable as a member of the, this coming year be identifiable as a member of the club um there's no question with all the material that we'll send out and uh but we're open to what else we can do right so if it's if it's as said if if we're doing we want to be interactive uh, we want to be accessible you've seen that through what we're doing in social media already so yeah we'll we'll look to more ways um to do that we the kind of ask the boss initiative we did across you know pretty much you know a a lot of key people in the office. That's yeah. something we're really happy to continue to do. And there'll be some new boss. There'll be at least one new boss in a week or so's time as well. So that's a good example of the sort of thing we can do. Oh, Absolutely. trust me. When,
1: when, if you ever do travel down to a Melbourne game, trust me, me and Josh stand out in a crowd. You won't miss us. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of scarves yeah, we yeah. have hanging off. I've got about three scarves generally hanging off my belt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You don't, you don't miss us <laughs> especially when especially when Matt, Matt Vandenberg's around. Oh man, <laughs> seems to attract just yeah. weird people.
2: lot more than that,
0: yeah. Um, obviously, what's Lucas is whacked in here? Pub crawl, jets bus from Blue Mountains to M- McDonald Jones. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jesus, <laughs> there's a lot of pubs between there and McDonald Jones. <laughs> you get let in? Um, I it's the little cheeky one here, mate. Um, will we ever see you in the away bay with the supporters at an F three derby with a beer in hand? Um, it seems to be a custom for the the chair and CEOs alike of the Jets to jump in there with the fans.
2: Yeah, we well, never never say never. I've been in <laughs> the uh, active support. Alorian and myself have been down a couple of times when we've had you know good showing from active support at McDonald Jones and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I enjoyed definitely enjoyed being there at the F three Derby on Tuesday. What was that? Two weeks ago, now that was a great, great event. So, be very happy to be back. And uh, I was, yeah, really pleased. Like a, there was still, despite what, despite it wasn't a huge showing, but it was great to see some Jets fans there. And uh, yeah, would be happy, particularly if we continue to perform like that and continue to have our young blokes playing like that. Be very happy to be down there.
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, I still think
1: the highlight was the eighth goal when Laurie threw an entire four-pack of beer up into the air. <laughs>
0: yeah. that's a good one. Uh, classic. Uh, Dylan Smith's in the chat. He's just put in here, is social media going to play a big part in driving memberships? How does the club intend on reaching the community to become a member?
2: Yeah, so social media, I think, look, we're, we're – using social media as much as we possibly can across the club and uh, it it will play a big part in membership and you'll start to see, you know, I'm hinting towards some significant changes coming in terms of a range of different things. So I would keep an eye on social media channels and we'll certainly be talking about what's happening with membership. Uh, And that's, you know, I think social media is one of the, one of the key ways to reach that community, but we will we'll be using all the different options we've got, so we're going to be more active moving forward in terms of uh, having our players at at um, local local football clubs, uh, schools, other community events we'll be in you know old school media like you know the papers and TV yeah. et cetera talking about membership, et cetera. so we'll be out there and membership's so important to us so we have to be so you know we really. You know, we'll do everything we can, and we and we actually are going to be relying on our members, uh, you know, our core members, to actually try and build this membership culture in the club and get ourselves back to that 10 to 11,000 number, which you know I said we, that's where we should be. There's no reason why we shouldn't be there. It's just going to take some energy from us, and it's going to take some energy from all our fans and members to to try and build that momentum and. Uh, If we can get to that point, it's going to make for an amazing atmosphere at McDonald Jones and at our away games, and it's going to also support what we know will be a really competitive team. So they're going to be looking up into the crowd, and if we're at ten or eleven thousand members, we're going to have an unreal atmosphere. So it's something you know we've got to strive for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember I think it was the two thousand or the start of the grand final loss, obviously, against Victory uh, a couple of years ago. I remember Laurie and all the players and stuff like that were just, um, they were around, uh, what was it, bloody Westfield, Katara. Yeah. Just just walking, just walking, obviously, through the shopping centre and that, just, you know, shaking hands, obviously, doing the um, photos and everything else, but obviously memberships as well. Obviously, they were driving memberships and um, stuff like that as well, which obviously, you know, was a very good season, which no one knew about at the time they were walking through the shopping centre, but obviously the, the membership numbers were, were driven, they were high. That year. So, obviously, um, as you said, the, the basic media stuff, just getting out in the, into the community, obviously, it, it works. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we see a bit more of it. Um,
2: yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're, we're, one thing I'll say is we're a community club, right? We, if we're going to be successful, we have to be a community club. And we, so, we can't be clubs in Melbourne or Sydney, they can be elite, they can be disconnected from their yeah. communities. But Newcastle, the Hunter, the northern New South Wales region, it's its an area where it is a community. Uh, that's got to be our foundation. And uh, what's important to us moving forward is to to reconnect and have that strength and support from our community.
0: Absolutely. Uh, dill has got one in here, which is actually a pretty good one. Um, he's got, what's the plans with the active support? Does the club intend on growing this and engaging with the active bay? I'll say before you answer that, um, as obviously an original squadron member and so forth and being heavily you know, part of the active supports over you know, the existence of the club before moving down here. It, it's definitely dropped um, in the last couple of seasons. There's no question about it. But the guys that are there every week, you Dylan Watkins, you're Matty Vandenbergs, you stuff, blokes like that, diehard fans, obviously. Um, you know, it, It's amazing that they still try and do what they do. Um, and we obviously, you know, it, something needs to be done. Um, in my opinion, obviously, to resurrect it back to where it was because, um, yeah, it, it hasn't been crash-hot, honestly. Let's let's put it that way over the last couple of seasons. But, um, yeah, any plans of that, mate?
2: Oh, look, this is a really um, – this is an interesting question, right, because I would love to see more active support. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we, we just simply – the reality is we we haven't had a strong active support this year at all there was a couple of games where uh we you know we, we had a reasonable sort of turnout but you know I went to that F3 derby game for instance at Central yeah. Coast and the support that the Mariners were getting was awesome and uh we've got to do that so uh, we probably we're going to think more about how we do encourage active support and this is something I'm, I'm talk about carefully because it doesn't it can't be I can't drive that it's got to be driven yeah. from, from our fans it's got to be driven by you guys yeah. um, we'll support it if we're if you know people come to me and or to the club more broadly and you know want some help with something want you know we'll do what we can um, yep. to to encourage active support but ultimately it's a question back to the guys that you've got Writing yep. in, uh, we've got to. We do have to build a strong, active support club. We've got to build yep. strong support more broadly, but we, we need atmosphere and we need the sort of support that the Mariners had um, at that F3 derby game. So, uh, we that's, that's something that has to be a focus. Which is quite interesting, let's be honest, considering um, overall, as a Jets fan,
0: obviously, over the last decade, uh, the Mariners fans have been non existent. You, you yep. go down to the F3 derby, um, yeah, you know, we two. we take more down through the tunnel than what they used to bring. Yeah, their home game, you know what I mean. But again, they weren't they weren't being successful and everything else. They had a you know terrible last few years and so forth. And of course, that plays a major part. Obviously, you know our performance this year wasn't crash hot. And we all know that. Obviously, you know it is what it is. When when the team's not performing, obviously the fans don't show. It shouldn't be like. It definitely shouldn't be that way. But it, it, it is the way it is. Unfortunately in this league, um, with with any A-League side. It's what happens. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, maybe something like another fan forum. Um, I think we had one of them a couple of years ago as well, which was fantastic. Obviously got the fans involved and got them to obviously open up and have their say of what they feel they needed and stuff like that. I know security there is a a bit tight. A bit bit very very tight on the boys Um, in some ways. Obviously, you know, they may be able to tone that down a little bit. but again obviously you know it needs to be controlled obviously um, to to obviously where it needs to be but yeah I don't know. maybe maybe something like a fan forum and stuff like that maybe uh, maybe something to look into um, as an option to obviously get get the fans obviously have their say at the end of the day yeah you know, if he's want an active support you, as you said you know I mean it's up to them to pull their finger out and obviously start start to get the ball rolling and then yeah you've heard it here first fans obviously you know if you need anything or you need to you want to obviously say something and obviously see if it's possible. Just go through the right channels through the club and they'll do what they can to make it happen. Um, ben, obviously, we've got a couple more there before we let him go. A couple of quick ones. Obviously, yeah. we'll try and wrap it up.
1: Um These ones sort of go hand-in-hand with each other, and that is Viva slash Appel have done an outstanding job with our playing kits over the past three years. Out of curiosity, do you know when that deal is set to expire? And if so, what's the possibility of retaining them as our kit manufacturer into the future?
2: Yeah, so that's great feedback, right? I think the the kit is excellent, and uh, they've been a great partner. Uh, They've got at least one more year to go on their deal. Um, And, you know, they've, I think... The KB United kit that we put together for that the uh, magic uh, last home game. And then the, we'll be using that FA Cup. Good example of them working with us to do something a little different. So, uh, yeah, they're great partners. Uh, we'll be working through that. Hopefully they think we're great partners and you know, we'll, we'll uh, hope that we can continue a partnership with them.
1: I, I just think it's – I mean, a lot of the designs that we've had from both Viva and Appel – obviously both being the same company. Um, They've been very unique. They're not something you're going to get from a Puma or a Nike or a Macron or a Kappa. It it makes, I think that our kits are some of the ones that really stand out. And it's not often that I go to a game and hear from opposition supporters going, your kits are always amazing. We always get Mm -hmm. recycled designs from Europe two years late.
2: (laughs) Well, hopefully, um, When the big reveal happens around the kit for this coming season, hopefully everyone's happy, right? Uh, But I think it's, you know, it is again. It's it's sort of on track with what you're saying around. You've already made me happy because
1: you've already brought one out that's cinnamon, white and emerald. How many years? We've been on lorry for that for about three years. Oh, mate. Every he's time. like, no, he, they don't sell. He goes, they don't sell. Nobody likes them.
0: <laughs> he, he puts this lovely spiel on why he's not going to bring it back. Yeah, but <laughs> we know he hates it. <laughs> he just hates it. He just hates the colours. Um, But that's pretty much what the logo, obviously, the Crossbar Capers logo is all based on, obviously, yeah. that old school mm-hmm. um, Newcastle base. And oh, I love it. I, I love the old school feel. I think it's great that it's come out. And, Even the um, throwback from this year from the, the original
1: Golden Navy like, when I saw that, I'm like, that's the one I'm getting first, and it's currently
0: the only one from this season that I do have. Well, I think it was a new.
2: Yeah.
0: Who's, that, um, who's oh. that local sponsor? There's a local kit designer there. I think he does a lot of the NSL, NPL uh, sides and stuff like that. I think he's looking at doing one with the actual Breakers sort of logo in it as well. I think that, that would look mint as well. Maybe Maybe something like that in the new season,
2: <laughs> all right.
1: which will lead me into my next one, which is sort yeah. of semi kit related as well. And that's, um, it also sort of comes back into fan engagement as well. And that's, will you be looking to bring back the RAF round and the special edition kits that go with us with it? Some of us like to collect those. I oh, have, I have every them. single RAF kit.
2: <laughs> yeah. We didn't get to do one this year with COVID hmm. S- sunk our plans. Unfortunately, um, we're you know the, the jets you know have a strong link to the RAF right and that's one of the one of the conversations we've been having uh, over the last five months is just how do we deepen that so it's, we'd, we'd like that to be more than just a flyover mm. uh, but yeah we, we're certainly we certainly want to keep a relationship and and develop that relationship with defense and with the RAF and Williamtown and uh, that'll be a focus so I would hope that we can deliver on that, and, uh, and that you know, we'll see how we evidence that in terms of kid or whatever you know what else we can do around the event.
0: Absolutely. So, um, well, that's pretty much all. All we've got. Obviously, I've got. Um, I've got one last question for you. Obviously, in regards to next season, but. Um, but, yeah, just any final questions you want to whack in there, guys, if they're relevant, we'll whack them out to him. But, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up and let him go. But um, the one I've got is, as Executive Chair, what are your personal goals for the club for the season ahead?
2: Yeah, well, personal, their are business goals, right? But yeah. um, it is ultimately, you know, it is about striving for success. So it's about building. You probably listened to some of the things I've already said Uh, We have to strive for success. We've got to do that in a sustainable way. Uh, So, you know, we have to build, like we have to take small steps towards building a really strong club on the field and off the field. Uh, And so, you know, on the field, I think we're heading in the right path. And, well, you know, we would hope we're heading in the right path. We've we've thought very, very carefully and made some uh, very um, uh, careful decisions around we're doing on field, uh, but off the field, you know, success to me is to build that membership culture and get out to 10,000 members. That would be a great, that's a great goal for us. Uh, we're, we're striving to build you know, broader sustainability for the club. So bringing on board sponsorship and that's that is critical, getting the community behind us. Uh, and, you know, it's it's probably likely that those sponsors are sponsors that have got an interest in our region. So, you know, looking, doing the hard work to try and bring those sort of people on board. Uh, and and that more, I've talked about community, but reconnecting the club more into the community. So having a stronger relationship with all the different football clubs around us, uh, with, yeah, with the community more broadly, all those things are going to be really important and all that yeah leads to not just having a successful year, but actually, you know, building a long-term view of, you know, a long-term uh, path to success. So we're not just having a good year um, and then a poor one or having two good years, then collapsing in a third. We want to build sustainability and make sure that this club is not, this This club has real stability. It's got real strength. Uh, it's a club that will continue to, you know, to, to build uh, its position and, build trust with the people around us and be a club that everyone's proud of in our communities moving forward. And that's, you know, that is, that has to be a long term focus and it will come with a number of small decisions, but as long as they're all going in the right direction, we're, we're doing a job. Absolutely. I think there was a
1: question from the chat earlier on in regards to um, what you've just mentioned. And that's um, in the realms of sponsorship. Look, it's, it's no secret that, the Jets have found it hard over the past four to five years to to find um, sponsorship, mainly a uh, front of shirt sponsor for the for the home kit. Inspiration Paint have been an amazing supporter over the past few years. Uh, Joel and his crew, um, in in what they do for the club as well. Um, we, me and Josh, it's always a it's a running joke that we've got. It's who who are we going to get on the front of the front of the kit this year, mm-hmm. and is it going to be blank? Um, but um, uh, Dylan came up very interesting. Going how how are we looking for sponsors, particularly front of shirt sponsors?
2: Yeah, well, it's it's around the time that we've got to lock those sort of partnerships away, and there's some good conversations we're having. So you know, I'm yeah, we're not at a point yet where we'll be announcing a front of jersey. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we're not close and. Uh, we have, you know, this is broader than just front of Jersey, right? We need, yeah. we want support across the board and we want uh, proper support for our W League team. And it's important, I think, to us that W League gets that corporate support. Yep. Uh, they, uh, I think, you know, particularly leaving it, leading into 2023 in the World Cup, we uh, yep. was football, you know, we've tried to give it the right focus. We've tried to really support W League in the past and certainly this year but would like to see greater support greater corporate support for W League moving forward and then across across A League there's a you know number of different opportunities for anyone who's you know just simply wants to be uh, someone who holds a corporate box all the way through to someone who might want to take a big position on the on the front of the jersey or or um, you know sponsor one of our community programs or whatever it may be so there's mm. no you know yeah we We've got a lot of assets that we're taking to market. Uh, We need to build some real value from that. And uh, that's, you know, you know, the season finishes, of course, right. And coaching staff go on a holiday, which is what they're doing. They're taking a very well-deserved rest (laughs) right now. But uh, all the pressure comes on to uh, to our sales staff and myself to bring through and, and lock down those, those partnerships and, think the, the good thing for us is that there is a new story to tell around the club right when yeah. we'll uh, we'll start to you know let or release some of the different things that are happening but um, there is a different focus we've got stability we're setting ourselves up for growth yeah. uh, and we're looking for people that want to come on board with us on that journey and uh, we're you know we are confident about that, um, that path we're on so yeah, we're 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 very much um you can never, it's a difficult environment, right? Yeah. There is absolutely difficult environment at sponsorship, but you know, again, same sort of thing. We'll take, we'll, um, you know, we'll make careful decisions. We'll talk to the right people. And, um, you know, we we hope that some of that will drop and we'll be in a better position uh, yep. financially in the sponsorship space as well.
1: I, yeah, mean, I think it was one- I think it was two or three years ago that me and Josh were seriously considering even doing a one-game sh- one shirt sponsorship
0: yeah, just, to, just
1: to like help it. out from
0: where, from, just <clears> from <throat> like, just from us personally. Yeah. Hmm? At, the end of the, at the end of the day, if I've been a member since day dot. And, you know, I'll try and do whatever I can, whether it's get the game, as many games as I can and stuff like that. Obviously doing this podcast, obviously, for the fans and stuff like that. Um, just obviously have some sort of involvement, especially now that I live in Melbourne and can't get to games every week. Mm. But, um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, hopefully we can get it sorted and, and um, yeah, for the future – Bigger and broader. The one question I've yeah. got,
2: though, mate, which is, obviously- sorry, Josh, I was going to say that even just I touched on membership before, but just being a member and you know grabbing your mates, your family, you know whoever it may be, and yeah. and encouraging them to be members, all of that helps yeah. uh, because of, you know atmosphere and all of that. But when I'm talking to partners, and if I'm a club. If I'm in a position where I'm talking about the fact that the club has 10 or 11,000 members or maybe in three, four years' time, we're talking about 15,000 members, you yeah. start to have a very different conversation because we've got, you know, we're we're in a really important uh, region in terms of the broader national economy. It's the biggest regional economy in Australia. Uh, if we're a football, if we're a sporting team that's got that sort of support, uh, then that... You know, that's a place where people want to come and associate their brands, right? So there are, for anyone listening, there are little things that you can do. Come to a game, bring your mates, be a member, make sure they're members, encourage membership. All that helps in terms of us. Yep. In a small way, all that helps to build a stronger club, to build sponsorship, etc. So yep. uh, there are absolutely things that all of you can do. Mm-hmm.
0: 100%. There was one question I've totally forgot to um, speak about. Um, and that is in, you brought it up just before in regards to the W League, the girls and stuff like that. Um, obviously, they've had a, they've had a rough trot, obviously this season, and obviously the last wasn't too fantastic either. No real international um, signatures coming in and stuff like that. Can we possibly look to see some more more internationals or even Matildas um, come to the Jets next season to try and build and obviously yeah push hopefully for finals berth. Yeah, look, it's
2: well, we're, we're certainly like this this past season, difficult in terms of internationals yeah, because yeah, cool. of COVID. Uh, it's you know, we're actually you know, W League's an interesting coming in fresh into this. The fact that all the W League girls are on one year contracts is odd, right? I don't know how many people realize that, but they're on one year contracts, they those contracts finish and then you restart again. So, we're starting again, right? We're hoping. That doesn't mean all, all our players are going to disappear. They'll, they'll be loyal to the club and we'll be loyal to them. But yep. uh, it is, yeah, an, an interesting environment, right? So we're starting that process and, and we'll be thinking about, uh, again, whether we can bring talent and strengthen the, the team and improve our positioning on the table because we want uh, – not when we talk about being fiercely competitive, it's not just the, A, the men's A-League team, right? We want yep. – we, we're fortunate, right, that we've got really strong support for our women's team. Mm. Yep. Uh, we're a, we're a town that's got the community's very supportive of women's sport, and they do love the Jets W League team. So we want to do what we can, you know. Of course, within reason, we've got budgets we have to work with, but you know there is a focus on trying to help the W League team improve their performance, and yep. we hope that we can do that.
1: Well, yeah, it's definitely. clear it's clear to say that Shane understands our plight. We have we have the exact same reaction, and that's why both our eyes just lit up when uh, you went. They're on one-year contracts, and that's weird. And that's one of our biggest pet peeves that they yeah, don't. We that, feel mm. that they don't get treated like true professionals, only signing one-year contracts every year and not mm. having a secure future as a professional.
0: We're, we're not going to get into that one. Because no, that we'll sit here one,
1: for that next, that next four hours. Mm, hours. That could be another hour.
0: WWE. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been very lucky to have a few a few of the girls jump on the podcast. Um, to have a chat and everything else about the W League. And, and honestly, a lot of our fans have come to us as well and stated, you know, how shocked they were. You talk about, obviously, you were saying, you know, they're on one-year contracts. We've had the girls come on personally and state that it is a six-month contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they get signed <laughs> a couple of weeks before the yep. season starts. As soon as the grand final date's penciled in sort of thing, that's the day after that. See you Pick later. Up. Good luck finding a... Uh, MPL club or whatever it is, and we'll call you if you're successful in six months. Yeah. Not, per, not purely because that's the club's fault. It's just the structure of the league and everything else and the way it is. And personally, it's just something that sort of gets on my nerves where surely the girls could be on a 12, at least a full 12-month contract and, you know, six months of that will they go around and they drum up schools and do clinics and do stuff, whether it's within the club themselves or something something it's, yeah. it's it's something's got to give and something's got to change because at the end of the day as you said you know claire and stuff like the major ones lawyers and so forth going to work every day 5 a.m starts for training off to work then traveling to melbourne and interstate and missing work and stuff like that if they're midweek games and
2: mm.
0: yeah as i said it's just yeah something needs to change in a whole, yep. Australian women's football. But um, yeah, again, we're not going to go into that. And, and, and yeah, we seem well, to think that yeah. maybe the, the, the Women's World Cup can be used
1: as a catalyst
2: to sort of push that forward. I think, I think there's, well, there's definitely a big shift happening at the moment. And yep. I, don't, I touched on earlier that the, the CBA discussions are very, yep. they're, you know, certainly not settled yet. But I would hope that this is more involved directly in that that conversation, but I would hope this is a key topic, right? Because I I agree with everything you're saying. This is, I'm astounded that that is the position that the league has. That's a league-wide position uh, and we would love to, we want to build a strong culture. We want to bring a a strong team, a strong squad. We want to support the girls. So, uh, you know, there's, and that's a lot of, there's a lot of different elements to that, of course. I touched on seeing proper value come in, sponsorship for the mm. team for W League in, in isolation aside from A-League and that helps us support the team uh, uh, we're fortunate that we've got a great stadium in Newcastle at number yeah, two sports number ground three. for W League and would like to build on that and improve in the longer term it'd be great to you know get better lights and do some some other things at that stadium to make it even greater for the, the team to play at so, uh, but yeah it, it's a, this is a an issue for the W League more broadly, and hopefully yeah. this is an issue that we'll see addressed in the next one or two months as they work through the CBA. Absolutely, mate. I'm uh, going to
1: finish off on one light note question. The light note question, and it comes from Elliot Smith in chat, and I'm going to slightly reword it to not is their plans, but where are we putting the uh, Nigel Bogard statue? Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
2: I can't, I don't know about, I can't promise. We haven't, haven't really started our plans around statues yet, but uh, you, hopefully you guys picked up on, and you, if you read that member email that went out today, yeah. I'm not sure how well that was known, but we have, like he's, Nigel's been a great player for the club. He's yeah. been an outstanding captain for the club. He's, uh, he kind of embodies the culture that we want to strive for. Yep. And I think all the players recognise that. Our coaching staff recognises that and the club as a whole. So one of the things we did uh, with his retirement announcement is change the Jets Player of the Year Award oh, to yeah. be named for next year onwards to be named after Nigel. So I think that's they're getting pretty bloody close to a statue. And uh, I know, um, yeah, everyone was super happy that that happened. Uh that was one of the big, um, yeah, one of the really nice things that happened when we sort of farewell Nigel. So uh, that's, and it's good for us, right? Because he, he will have. A, I said to him when we announced it <clears throat> that it's, you know we've, we're, it, it means he has to be at the club, you know, yep. uh, and yeah. uh, has to be around. So it's kind of a nice way for us to kind of hold him to the club, and it's a nice way for him to have that ongoing connection to the club as well. So yeah, uh, really it's a good him. way to good way to finish. Good question to finish on. Mm. Absolutely, mate. Um, but,
0: yeah, no, we're going to wrap it up there anyway, guys. We will hopefully get him back on, obviously, sooner rather than later because I'm sure there's, there's still plenty of questions in here that the chat want to know and stuff like that. But we'll wrap it up and get to them later. Um, except we'll, we'll answer this one last one here for you, mate, real quick. <laughs> more, Lucas, just more, to, just no, no, Lucas just wants to know, mate, is that baseball signed behind you, mate? He just wants to know who signed that baseball. Oh, well, <laughs> it's
2: actually – I don't think it is. I'll double-check, but – <laughs> now, I don't think it is, but it is. It is a. It is a baseball from the Diamondbacks Dodgers game here in at, at the SCG. So it was. Well, I think it's one of the official balls, and uh, there you go. This is a great event, right? So great uh, historic event in this country. So yeah, that was I'm my a... little little piece of memorabilia. Yeah,
0: absolutely, mate. Nah, muchly appreciated, mate. We do thank you for jumping on and um, hopefully, yeah, in the next week or so we'll, as a fence, yeah, we'll have a coach and we can move forward for next season and, um, yeah, we can only go up. terrific. That's, that's yeah, you know, no,
2: it's, it's going to be a great journey and really confident uh, about uh, our path and I'm excited about, you know, the the you know range of different things we'll do. So next week will be great uh, in terms of, getting that that coaching position locked and announced. But, you know, what sits behind that is also going to be really exciting. So, you know, follow follow our social media and uh, get ready. You know, membership will be out. So look forward to you guys signing up to be members and seeing what we have in store when that's all revealed. And uh, it's going to be a great, I think, great year for us moving forward. We've got a great foundation now so we can drive forward off that. And, yeah, that but gives you a lot to hope for. I'm Absolutely. really looking forward to it. All right. right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take no, thank you. Mate. And we'll talk later. All right. right, mate. Thank Take you very easy, much buddy. for joining Just us. Keep on. Oh,
0: cheers.